city to city, state to state, worldwide, you are in the zone, baby. Are you ready? Tell me who can stop me. I'm in the zone. Competition's none in a league of my own. All about the W. I'ma bring it home when it's over with. I'ma be the king of the throne. Now who can stop me? I'm in the zone. Competition's none in a league of my own. All about the W. I'ma bring it home when it's over with. I'ma be the king of the throne. Welcome to this edition of the Alliance to XFL show, the A-Train Arlington Lane. Coming up on the program, Howard Balzer is going to join me once again from the Alliance of American Football. We're going to talk a bit about week number two and get you set for week number three in the Alliance. You'll get a chance to hear from the newest coach in the XFL, Pep Hamilton, who is taking over as uh, head coach and general manager of the XFL Washington, D.C. team. So you'll get a chance to hear from him. Uh, but before we do that, got to go over our polls a little bit um, that you had found on Alliance to XFL. If you go to AAF to XFL on Twitter, you would have found that there were two polls that were taken. The first poll was which 2-0 team had been the most impressive to you. And 46% of the vote said the Orlando Apollos at 2-0. and Yes, they've done an excellent job. Garrett Gilbert as the quarterback has done terrific. And many of the power rankings, which uh, one that you can actually check the one on alliance to xflcom if you look at it and you go and check it out, you see that Arizona and Orlando are at 1-2. and two. Now, you could say either way. For both teams because they both have played terrific football in this first two weeks of the season. And not to mention, you know, also that the Birmingham Iron have done very well. But right now, I think a lot of people are looking at the offensive side of both Arizona and Orlando, and they both have been terrific. Not Nothing against the Birmingham Iron, but that defense is just great just great and they have a great quarterback right now and Luis Perez and I can't wait to talk a little bit about that with uh Howard Balzer now the other poll that we put out was which 0-2 team has a chance of getting their first win next week and 57 percent of the vote said that Salt Lake has a great chance of beating Arizona 57% of you said that, so I thank you for taking part of the vote. We'll always have more polls that we'll put up each week, so that way you get an opportunity to participate. Before we take that time out, we're going to feature something new here on the Alliance to XFL show. It's the Alliance to XFL Game of the Week, and this week it was the Orlando Apollos versus the San Antonio Commanders. Squad, their practice squad through their Super Bowl run. Dumped off here. This is Farrell. Farrell puts his shoulder down. And Farrell's still on his feet. What a run by Kenneth Farrell as he took out Couplin. 78 yards last week in the victory. As Aaron Green gets it this time. He tries it. 
That's Woodside. And it looks like they've got it. The Commanders two for two and make it three for three as Farrell gets the rock in the pile. He came off the field. Woodside does here on second and eight. Loads and fires, taking a shot. And coming up with a catch, DeMarcus Ayers with a beautiful grab. Going to the outside in the flats in these formations. Four of four on third down. Woodside wanted to go there, takes off and slides in safely as Woodside picks up the first down. Going to the flat. They're trying the right side, like you said, they should Running right at him, and I keep going at him. On the ground, and Orlando powers in for the touchdown. Here goes Gilbert back to work from the 25. Takes a shot right down the middle. Beautiful ball delivered, and it's Jalen Marshall on the open field inside of the 20 yard line. So here's Fry. Here Gilbert, 6 of 11 for 139. Trying to get rid of it, and they get him. Now 4 is 3rd and 16. 0 for 2 is Orlando on third down. Pressure Gilbert chucking one out there. The receiver had to wait for it. And Johnson's downfield again. Gilbert taking it. A shorter throw this time, but he makes the throw. They get the first down. I'd like to hear that. Gilbert stands in, taking a shot. Got a man out there. Perfect throw. Beautiful ball delivered to Charles Johnson. Yeah. Man, that it takes two to make things go right in a beautiful connection. I love it. And make it count. Here we go on third and 13. Woodside checks on. It's into the hands of Farrell. Farrell still got it. Still on his feet. And knocked out of bounds. Woodside gets rid of it. They find Ayers. And Demarcus Ayers from midfield. Woodside having a good day. What do we got here? They try to trick him on the reverse. And it's Greg Ward Jr. is a great, great He's been on the field today for 58 plays, so they've got to extend this drive. They do. Gilbert, the ball slipped up, picked up, and taken back for a touchdown. Joey and Boo. The scoop and the score after the strip of Gilbert. They go for two. Woodside fires into the end zone, and it's Rodriguez. Gain of four. Garrett Gilbert back in the game. Gilbert dumps it off over the middle. Catch is made by Charles Johnson. He has had a monster day. Woodside hands off to Farrell, and Farrell bursting through the middle. Uh, four verticals out of the set. Here's Gilbert. He's going to fling it downfield. Got his man. Catch made. Chris Thompson from the Apollos. Davion Smith, they go back to Gilbert. That doesn't trick him at all. Winston Craig sniffed it out. Big loss. Farrell, he's been good. Nice fake there. Stiff arm. The blocks, he's been outstanding. He made Gunter miss on the ground again. It's Farrell one more time. And forced him to throw it underneath. Second and seven, Gilbert. By Charles Johnson to the 40. Gilbert fires, catch made. Once again, it's Johnson. 
Gilbert. Good throw, good catch. It's reeled in there. At a max protection set, look for the same thing. On first and ten. Open man catch. Touchdown. Jalen Marshall. Brunel Hall for the two-point conversion. Football team needs him to make a play. No question. Rolls one up here. There's McKay. Comes up with a catch. Inside of Orlando territory. Woodside. Fires. Open man. Catch is made. Inside of the 25. The 20 goes Alonzo Moore. Aaron Green in the back. Green gets it into his wet basket. Tough run by Green there. Woodside. Looks right now, comes back left, tapped in and complete. And Orlando, that's it, 37-29. The Apollos of Orlando, 2-0 on the season. San Antonio Commanders, 1-1. And what a game this was here in the Alamo Dome. It really was for the Apollos. I think the story of last week was how great a balance that they had running and throwing the ball. And today, until that last drive, they had not been able to run the ball at all. They were one-dimensional, but it was the consistent big plays. Garrett Gilbert to Charles Johnson was unstoppable today, and they kept attacking and attacking and ended up closing out this win. Hope you enjoyed the Alliance game of the week. Now. I would be remiss if I did not mention our wonderful sponsor over here at the Alliance XFL show, VK Credit Repair. Make sure that you contact Kendra Dean today. And you can find her on Instagram at Unlimited Credit 850. Or you can go ahead and look it up, VK Credit Repair. And what she does for you is making sure that your credit is up to withstanding and making sure that you have the best opportunity for your financial future. So make sure that you check out VK Credit Repair. All right, we'll take a time out. When we come back, you'll hear from the newest head coach of the XFL, Pep Hamilton. That's right after this. You're listening to the Alliance to XFL right here on the In The Zone Network. My name is Ronnie, and I have used VK Credit Repair for 30 days. And in 30 days, my credit score has gone up 90 points. Kendra gave me a clear plan of what we needed to do in order to make the improvements on my credit. She did them for me. She came through on every deadline. She gave me instructions on what to do, what not to do. I saw four collections fall off. In 30 days, that's what she did for me. My future in regards to business for my children and for me looks very promising and bright. And it's a small investment in your time and your money in regards to what it can do for you overall. So I'm just so appreciative of it. And I stand behind her because I've seen magic. I've seen it. I owe all of that to Kendra and DK Credit Repair. City to city, state to state, worldwide, you're listening to the In The Zone Network.
this edition of the Alliance to XFL show, the A-Train Arlington Lane. This show is sponsored by VK Credit Repair, so make sure that you contact Kendra Dean today, VK Credit Repair. As promised, I wanted to make sure that you get an opportunity to hear the press conference, a bit of the press conference that is, from the newest XFL coach, uh, now residing in Washington, D.C., Pep Hamilton. Uh, when I first heard about Oliver's appointment as the CEO and commissioner of the XFL, I was immediately intrigued. Um, I've, I've been fortunate, I've been lucky to uh, have had a long-standing relationship with the Luck family. And Oliver has the Midas touch, you know. I think uh, when you talk about a father, you know, who's had you know, all four of his kids graduate from the likes of Stanford and his youngest son is now at Yale, uh, I mean, he's a man of conviction. He's a man uh, that provides great mentorship and leadership, and he's somebody that I consider to be a role model. He made my decision to join the XFL. Uh, he made it easy because of the uh, credibility that he has in our profession. I share the vision of Vince McMahon and Oliver in re reimagining football, and there is no doubt that their leadership will allow the XFL to have sustained success. It's exciting to have an opportunity to come back to the DMV and be a part of constructing a football franchise. We'll start by hiring ex an experienced staff and uh, more importantly, hiring guys that uh, don't have the limitations, don't have the mentality that we can't do certain things. Uh, we feel like um, we feel like it's important that in reimagining football uh, here in this league that we, uh, we take approach, an approach that's a bit different. You know, it's, it's, uh, it's not that it's going to be a, a non-conventional style of play. It'll be the football you know, but uh, we want to make sure that every second of the game uh, is exciting for the fan and the fan experience. I do look forward to having the opportunity to uh, spearhead uh, putting a football team together. You know, that'll be a new challenge for me. Uh, I'll lean heavily on uh, just the mentors and the, and the uh, counterparts that I've gained over the years uh, in my different experiences across the National Football League, as well as uh, in major college football. Uh, football has afforded me opportunities that I would have never imagined as a young boy growing up in Charlotte, North Carolina. But also, it allowed me an opportunity to, uh, to develop and grow as a man at Howard University up on the hilltop. I'm excited to share my experiences and my expertise with the football fans, the football coaches, and the young people in the DMV that share the same passion that I have for the game of football. Uh, I think it's important that there is, a, there is inclusion as we build this franchise. You know, it's my goal to, uh, to, to, to really give the little league coaches, the high school coaches, um, the coaches that, you know, I've nurtured relationships over the years, to give them access to pro football that they wouldn't otherwise have. And uh, I feel like that's going to help our, our game grow uh, in this community and, uh, and, more importantly, give the young people a perspective 
that'll give them an opportunity to go out and achieve and realize, realize their dreams the way that I have. Uh, my plan is to, um, to, to, to give incentives to uh, the season ticket holders to come and support uh, the franchise, to come to our games and, and really enjoy the football experience here at Aldi Field uh, and, uh, and enjoy the experience and more importantly put a winning football team out there for the fan base. This is going to be so much fun and I truly, uh, I truly appreciate uh, Mr. Vince, Vince McMahon and Oliver for, for giving me this opportunity. Uh, with that being said, uh, thanks once again, and I appreciate the opportunity, Oliver. Thank you. It's grateful to see that Pep Hamilton is getting an opportunity to take on a role such as building his own franchise, as you heard uh, in the presser. Um, he did sound nervous when he did the presser, just wanted to make sure he got it all out the way. And uh, I think it's a good nervous because this is it. Now he's getting an opportunity to do what he's always wanted to do. And I uh, hope the best for him. And I definitely want to uh, see uh, a lot of great things happen for not only the city of D.C., but in, for the entire XFL as well. We'll take another time out. When we come back, more of the show right after this. You are listening to the Alliance to XFL show right here on the In the Zone Network. My name is Ronnie, and I have used VK Credit Repair for 30 days. And in 30 days, my credit score has gone up 90 points. Kendra gave me a clear plan of what we needed to do in order to make the improvements on my credit. She did them for me. She came through on every deadline. She gave me instructions on what to do, what not to do. I saw four collections fall off. In 30 days, that's what she did for me. My future in regards to business, for my children, and for me, looks very promising and bright. And it's a small investment in your time and your money in regards to what it can do for you overall. So I'm just so appreciative of it. And I stand behind her because I've seen magic. I've seen it. I owe all of that to Kendra and DK Credit Repair. <laughs> City to city, state to state, worldwide. You are listening to The Real in the Zone Network. This is it. We're back on this edition of the Alliance to XFL show, the A-Train Arlington Lane. On the line with me right now, uh, he's back again, folks. It's our man, Howard Bowser. Howard, how are you doing today? Doing well, Arlington. How you doing? Doing well. Doing well. Got to do a little bit of the uh, Week 2 fallout. Hey, one of the best games I saw last week was the Orlando-San Antonio game. What was your thoughts about that? Yeah, that it was. I'll tell you, as you're watching it, you're going, this is about as entertaining a football game as I, I've seen in a long time. Now, certainly there's a lot of entertaining games in the NFL uh, this past season, uh, but that, that, was, that was entertaining. Like you said, at scoring, uh, certainly the first couple of weeks of the of the league, as Bill Polian, uh, the league co-founder, has often said using a baseball analogy, a lot of times at the beginning of the year, the, the pitchers are ahead of the hitters. <laughs> and we yeah. certainly saw that in a certain amount of cases with 
with, with games that were low scoring, not a lot of touchdowns and all that, which, which when you think about it, when you have teams that have just come together for the first time and had about three and a half weeks of training camp mm-hmm. uh, to put together an offense that would have rhythm and an offensive line and all those things, does, it doesn't re- realistically, hey, it doesn't happen in the NFL a lot of times until the fourth or fifth week of the regular season. Right. And so it's, it's understandable. But yeah, that game, uh, certainly, you know, certainly had it all back and forth and, and it was tied to late in the game. And then, of course, interesting, a defensive, a defensive, uh, play won it, but, uh, saw, you know, saw certainly from Orlando a lot of passing yards and first 300 yard passing game uh, in the league. And so, I mean, that, that's what fans love to see. That's what fans love to see. And certainly I'm sure a lot of people are hoping that, you know, as the offenses come together, there's, there's going to be, you know, more, more of that scoring that, uh, that I think that really generated a lot of the improved ratings in the NFL uh, during the 2018 season. Gary Gilbert has by far probably been, if you look at it from this standpoint, he's probably been the best quarterback right now so far in the first two weeks. Is there anything, what is the, what is the thing that's allowing, the, you know, this Orlando offense to, you know, propel so well? Well, one of the things, and I was when I was at San Antonio, Arlington, and I was able to see it briefly in the time that I saw them practice. But one of the first things that that people said to me when I got down there is, "Wait till you see the Orlando offense and the speed uh, that they have at the receiver position," and and that's what we've been able to see uh, early this year. You know, with a guy like Charles Johnson, who uh, was in the NFL for a, a decent stretch of time. And some of the other receivers that they have, they, they've got, they have a lot of weapons. And so with Steve Spurrier's offense and, and Gilbert, you know, certainly bouncing around the NFL and, and having you know, the level of experience he had, they've, they've gotten on that same page uh, pretty quickly. And, and they've been able to hit some big plays. You know, we all know that explosive plays are the things a lot of times that leads to high scoring in football, whatever the level you're on. And, of the 300, a stat for you, the 393 passing yards that Gilbert had in that game, 210 of them came on four plays. Wow. So, so, so do the math. That's an average of more than 50 yards per play. And three, three of the plays were 50 yards or more, and the other was 45. So uh, when you're hitting some big plays, then, and, and you're getting the protection uh, to be able to do that. So that's been an aspect too, is that the offensive line has done a nice job. And what the heck, the, the crazy thing about that game, I thought, mm-hmm. was that at one point in the fourth quarter, you know, Gilbert had the passing yards he had, and the team had run for 12, had 12 rushing yards. That was it. <laughs> and it was, it was unbelievable. And, and so they, they just weren't even trying to run, basically. But then when they got the ball back after they took the lead, they just ran it right down San, you know, uh, San Antonio's throat. And they, they, they felt, hey, we're going into our four-minute offense. You wondered if it would work, and it did. And they ran off some big plays from the running game and were able to pretty much run out the clock. So, so that, was, that was pretty impressive what they were able to do uh, overall with that offense. Talking over with Howard Balzer right now on the Alliance to XFL show, talking a little bit about what happened through, during week two. Uh, also a big thing that happened was the, uh, the Arizona-Memphis game. You know, the first time we got to see uh, a 100-yard rusher in the alliance, and that was Zach Stacy. And uh, But, but uh, Walford and his guys eked out the two-point victory. What was your thoughts on that? 
Yeah, it was interesting because, you know, Memphis was dominating that game early. And you know they're going to have a pretty good defense with Mike Singletary as the head coach. Like you said, they were able to run it pretty well. Christian Hackenberg struggled once again at quarterback. But they had an early lead. And that that Arizona offense, which did so many good things in week one with Wolford, really struggled in the first half. Now, whether that was a common, whether it was Memphis's defense, whether it was the fact that it was, you know, pretty chilly. I'll, I'll say chilly instead of cold, mm-hmm. but I'm sure to the Arizona uh, players it was cold mm-hmm. uh, because the game started out at 39 degrees, and there was a little bit of a wind chill, not overly, but it was still uh, making it colder with the wind chill, and then it was just getting colder as the game went on. Interestingly, Arizona warmed up though. You know, after a slow start, for whatever the reason, they started getting it going uh, in the second half and, and made the plays that they needed to uh, to come back and win. So, you know, what's interesting, Arlington, as we head into week three, is that you're, there's three teams that are undefeated. There's also three teams that are 0-2. And I've, we, I know I, I've said this, as many have in the NFL, it's tough to rebound from a, from a bad start in the NFL, if you go 0-2, 0-3, something like that. And that's with a 16-game schedule. If you're 0-3 and you get into one of those ruts in this league, there's not the time to, to come back from it. And so we'll, we'll see what those 0-2 teams uh, this week, especially two of them that are home for the first time, Salt Lake and Atlanta, uh, to see if, if, if they are able uh, to rebound from, from their starts, where they've played good football at times, but just haven't had to come up with the win. But what's interesting about it is both those two, both those teams play undefeated teams. Right. Uh, Salt Lake's playing Arizona, uh, which is undefeated, and of course uh, uh, Memphis is playing Orlando, and that one's on the road. And and so it'll be interesting to see if if that Memphis defense can slow down at all uh, the Orlando offense, which we were just talking about. Do you believe that any of the 0-2 teams could eke out a win uh, coming up in week three? I know we talked we talk about the Stallions, we talk about the Express, and you got the Legends who are all at 0-2. Does one of them or maybe all three of them eke out a win? Yeah, it's, it, you know, it's going to be tough because of how well those teams you know, are playing. I would say if I was going to pick one, that maybe there's a better chance of an upset might be uh, Atlanta. And I say that only because... Uh, while Birmingham has played really good defense the first two games, and you have to figure that that could very well be the case in, in, in this one. You know, Atlanta, it's been interesting because they've started out their first two games looking really good in the first quarter mm-hmm. and moving down the field and scoring points. Then after that, they seem to bog down and, and have some issues after that the rest of the game. And so I would expect this to be a defensive struggle because, uh, you know, Birmingham has moved the ball, and Luis Perez has played well at quarterback, but they haven't scored a lot of touchdowns. And so that's what Atlanta has to do in this game, keep it close, and then have, have an opportunity, which, which they did against San Diego uh, last week. They got out to that early league. San Diego tied them up, and, and it was close going into the fourth quarter in, until the, the coach that we know just loves ground and pound, mm-hmm. Mike Martz, <laughs> ran the football in the fourth quarter on pretty much an, on one drive that uh, gave them the lead when they were behind by a field goal. They ran the ball seven consecutive plays, which we all know is just what Mike Martz loves to do. But but in any event, 
uh, Atlanta was right there with them until the end. And so they're going to have to do that again. I think they've got, they, of, of those three teams, like I said, I think they've got the best shot being at home and going against a team that hasn't scored a lot of points so far. And Atlanta is pretty good on defense. Talking it over with Howard Balzer right now, of course, talking everything Alliance from moving from week two to week number three. Uh, well, we'll step aside from that, but and I want to ask you this uh, before you go, Howard. Um, the recent news this past week was um, Tom Dundon, you know, made the two hundred and fifty dollars, uh, excuse me, million dollar uh, investment into the alliance. What was your thoughts uh, about that particular story? Well, the thoughts were is that you know, here interestingly, you know, here's a league that is going to benefit. A lot of people believe, and, and the NFL believes, it can benefit the NFL in a big way with developing players and coaches and referee officials and others. But here's a here's an owner from hockey uh, that liked what he saw of the league in week one and was impressed by what he saw and sees long-term viability. I mean, this is this, you know, he, he's not a guy that just throws away money. You know, he, he, he's a guy that looks at different things and has obviously amassed a fortune over his lifetime, which put him in position to be able to do this. And so what he saw football-wise, impressed him and believed that that, uh, that, that that shows this league has long-term uh, viability. You know, and it's one thing to supply players, but it's another thing to have that viability financially. And you know there's going to be struggles. It's, not, it's going to be something that takes time uh, to build uh, with, with TV ratings and with attendance and with sponsorships and all those things. Sure. But he's, invest- he's investing in it, believing that it has that long-term viability. So I think that that's, that's a real positive uh, for the league in a, in a very, certainly, as we all know, in a very competitive sports and entertainment environment uh, that, that exists in this country. Any belief that uh, what Rick Neuheisel said that uh, there was a possible XFL leak that tried to, you know, diminish what the alliance is doing or it was just, you know, just small talk, just actually going out publicly? Well, you know, I think that anytime you have a startup, like I said, it, it's, it's not all going to be rosy. Uh, and there's, there's going to be, you know, there's, there's going to be, you know, situations. And so that's, that should be expected. It, it shouldn't be a surprise. And we all know, I think, how, exp- you know, even in a league that, you know, everyone talks about, well, you know, the players, the players aren't, you know, obviously making NFL type money, but that payroll is still, you know, when you talk about the expenses of paying the players and paying the coaches and paying the officials and, and travel and all those things, it's expensive to run a football league. And, and that's the reality of it. And so in, in the beginning, you know, I, I, I just kind of chuckle to it a little bit and you understand a certain amount of it's going to be there. Right. But uh, to all of a sudden say that, oh, well, this was an example of how, how this can't work. I, I don't know that, that that's necessarily fair, obviously, after a league has played two weeks. And one thing that I saw that Tom Dundon said was that he was amazed, amazed that in the short time that the Alliance had to put this all together, that they were able to do what they've done um, and, and, have, and have this league, you know, not only, kick, you know, he can't say kick off 
because they don't kick off uh, <laughs> specifically. Right, right, right. But 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 have this league begin and and do what it's done and have pretty pretty good football in in the time you know that they had with all the different pieces uh, that had to be put together, not only from a football level, from a technology level, from a production level of the games and 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 all those things. So that I think that as much as the football is what impressed Tom Dundon and he wanted to make sure that it continues and continues in a big way so that you're not looking at things saying, oh, okay, we got to cut back here, we got to cut back there. He, he just wanted to make sure that the league can continue uh, going on a path that can be at the top, you know, the t- top notch professionally in everything they, they, they look to do. That's amazing. That is really amazing, especially what I have seen over the past two weeks. And, you know, very grateful that there is more football for us to catch. And I can't wait for week three uh, coming up uh, in, in just a day or so. So uh, before you go, Howard, if you could tell our listeners where they can find you on uh, social media and the Internet. Well, of course, on the Internet at AAF.com. Uh, that's the league website, which then, of course, also has the breakaways for all the teams. So all the information that uh, that people want on the teams and on the league, uh, with, with reporters with every team and national writing. I'm I'm doing writing for it. Gary Myers from New York is doing some writing for it. So that's all very simple at aaf uh, dot com. And then of course you can follow me on Twitter at hbalzer seven two one. Hey uh, Howard, have you tried the Alliance app and uh, tried to play uh, any of the the games on the app? I have not yet. Uh, I will be doing that. Uh, you have to realize who you're talking to, uh, uh, Arlington. I mean, it, you know, Mr. Old. You know, I always refer to myself as old school, and so some of the some of the apps and all that kind of, you know, kind of. I'm, I'm a little I'm a little slow on the uptick, so I have to admit that I haven't done that yet. Uh, but I I will be. You can rest assured. Maybe, maybe I need. I probably need to call my son. Uh, to help me guide, to help guide me through that stuff. <laughs> yeah, definitely, uh, because it's it's quite interesting, and I uh, uh, appreciate you coming on board. And uh, we'll definitely, I have to keep in touch with you, uh, and we'll do this again next week. Is that all right with you? Yeah, sounds good to me, Arlington. Always, uh, always love talking ball and talking about the alliance. I love talking the alliance as well with you. So that'll wrap things up for this edition of the Alliance XFL Show. Big special thanks to Howard Balzer of the Alliance of American Football for joining me as well. Always have a great time with him. Make sure that you go and check us out at alliance2xfl.com and make sure that you can check out the show on the website as well. All right, you can find us on the In The Zone Network and that's at podomatic.com slash podcast slash in, that's the letter N, The Zone Network. All right, we're soon headed to iTunes, so be on the lookout for that. So for myself, the A-Train Arlington Lane, this is the Alliance to XFL show, and you can find it on the In the Zone Network.